Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. Hey, guys, why don't we eat? Dear, don't call the boss. I'll have your spam. I love it. I'm having spam, spam, spam. Cornflakes. 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 Any man fancy a Suit you, sir. Spam, 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 baked beans, spam, 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 and spam. I said I don't want any damn vegetables. Lentils are really good, you know? Mmm, forbidden donut. That's right, we're starting this show here. Welcome to the afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Cam Smith, and uh, I'm happily ensconced in a studio in beautiful downtown East Brunswick, and I look across and wearing his special red headphones (laughs) because he's the producer. (laughs) (laughs) Is Matt Steadman. Hello, Cameron. Hello, dear listener. Um, And they're trimmed in gold. As the scent of Glen 20 continues to waft around. We're still very COVID safe here. We spray everything. We clean everything. Um, And it kind of smells like a hospital and has for the last couple of years. But that's what keeps us safe and on air. It's the Glen 20 continuum. (laughs) The Glen 20 is strong. Should have bought shares in that company two years ago. And isopropyl alcohol. If you can just, you know. (laughs) Or whoever makes rapid antigen tests, whoever they are. Yeah. Oh, actually, there's... there's, Haven't haven't they been working hard? (laughs) I think there's a story there just between you and me as to... Who the actual people are who are importing the rat tests? Oh, I love it. And possibly their affiliations with political parties. Let's move on. Do your own research. Do your own research (laughs) and find out about that. Uh, Yes, this is the food show, not the conspiracy theory show. So plenty more of them around. Yeah, we'll just uh, bail out of there. We'll just pull the (laughs) ripcord. Food. Yeah, food. It's good. eh? What do you think about that? Oh, I think it's good. There we go. Motherhood statements have been made. (laughs) Food, are you for it or again? Um, The booze, I am. Because, um, let's face it, we've needed a lot of booze over the last couple of years. Sad to say, but true. Yes, it has indeed. Uh, welcome to the end of February, folks. We've got one more show. I can't actually believe how fast 
time travels. I actually I have this little website I use at work now, which terrifies. It tells me how what percentage of the year we're through. Oh, I thought you were going to say your lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, just the year. And I yes. think it was a couple of weeks ago. I realised with a start, we're already ten percent through the year. So. Um, mm-hmm. Time does that. Does it have a soundtrack of just like an old ticking clock or a time bomb? Faster towards December. (laughs) Tempus Fugit. You can go, uh, yes, you could go into Latin. Um, Wow. Well, yes, as I said, I'm sorry, lost the words for a sec. Just thinking about that. Your week, sir. I need to uh, just acknowledge and ask and say, have you been? Uh, have you been eating out? Have you been eating in? Have you been? We um, I don't know delving whether... into Chico rolls <laughs> in your new deep fryer. I don't know whether this uh, resonates with you at all, Cam or listener. Yeah. But um, as we sort of the year is sort of back to normal, uh, we have sort of full time jobs, and so it's been a bit of a struggle. We sort of you know not no no eating out, but what do you do at home when you know, you might not get home or you might not finish work until six six thirty. What do you chop and what do you cook? Um, mm. So we're, I guess, trying to pivot more to the freezer meal options and batch cooking and those sorts of things. Because that's part of your Sunday, isn't it? The, the thing is to can be, yeah. prepare the batches. It can be. So that it can be batch Monday. And, and if you listen to the show, you probably enjoy cooking. So I yeah. reckon it's a great way to spend a Sunday afternoon is, you know, you might have a little beer or a glass of wine whilst you chop the onions and um, make up a couple of things for the week. Haven't done that very successfully for the last couple yeah, of weeks. Yeah, triple, triple R in the background. Yes. Uh, you might be listening to Ebb Tide, for instance, with Dan Warner. Got to yes. be enjoying that. Just oh, nice. Big, oh, love that. But uh, What about you, Cameron Smith? What's been uh, on the front or back burner in your world, Far out. I've had a huge week this oh, really? week. I've um, been doing the tours for the Future Food System Greenhouse. Yes. With Yoast. Yes. Uh, Yoast Backer down there at Birong Ma, mm-hmm. the incredible dwelling that has been built, uh, uh, test bed for innovation and, yes. you know, all that sort of stuff. They've been lots and lots of fun. Uh, I did. Uh, oh, and on today's show, we've got Anthea Buka Lucas from uh, Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. Actually, I did a job for the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival progressive dinner around the new or relatively new 80 Collins Street oh, precinct. Yes, 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 yes. You know, and that has uh, within it um, Nick and Nora's mm-hmm. Uptown Bar from Speakeasy Group, mm-hmm. Farmer's Daughters, you know, Alejandro Sari- Love Farmer's Saravia mm-hmm. uh, and his three-floored, you know, amazing I've, I've, I've not been beyond the ground floor. I really want to get back there and just have a drink on the rooftop. Well, you also get into the second floor where the fire pit is. Oh. Yeah, everything's cooked on fire. <laughs> uh, it's very elemental in there. Um, and uh, But two things I thought I'd just, uh, uh, just talk to that. Mm-hmm. One is... There's a really good restaurant in there in the next hotel mm-hmm. uh, on Little Collins Street. Yep. It's called La Madonna. And, you know, it's like, okay, it's a boutique hotel yep. with a restaurant. Yep. Here's the valid part. Go. Because I know that look. You're going, yeah, okay, <laughs> come on, more, more. Okay, here it is, more. Two really, really cool chefs. Mm-hmm. And this, we talk about fusion food. Mm-hmm. This is real fusion food. And you've got this um, Adrian Lee, mm-hmm. who's uh, Asian influenced. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Adrian Lee, it's a bit of a giveaway, right? Yes. Hysterical guy, very, very funny. And th- he shares chef duties with a guy called Danny Napoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natoli, sorry. <laughs> Napoli would be super Italian. <laughs> but. Um, 
They have really good food in there. Mm. And, uh, yeah, and what's, we, the, what's the name of the place again? Uh, La Madonna. La Madonna. La Madonna in, uh, in the next hotel. Um, comfy surroundings. You go up and think it's on the second floor. Um, but, but really good. But here's the one that really, really got to me. Go. A place called Handpicked Cellar Door. Oh, I have been in there, but do, but do go on. Okay. Here's why I thought this is really interesting. Mm. Architecturally, it's got a little bit of a, you know, someone's put the Scandinavian roller over everything. So yeah, it's a bit, bit bleached, yep. um, bit on the white sort of, you know, creamy side it's of like the... Apple store at night. Apple store at night. Nice, it glows. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you don't have to update it, which is uh, is kind of good. You don't get security updates uh, from that, which is kind of good. Corner of Pink Alley and Benson Walk. Um, the really cool thing about it, it's open from 8 o'clock in the morning and you can get coffee, things they call crumpetinis, which is just an excuse to say we've got little small crumpets. Crumpetinis. But their wine flights and their food matching to their wine flights is very, I'm pointing my finger at you, mm. uh, is very, very strong. So my understanding, this place, uh, it, it oh, you buy a, 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 whatever wine you would like and mm. they source the grapes themselves. Everything is in sort of a hand-picked wine bottle. Yes. So they're doing a lot of wine, well, I guess sourcing of wine. Curation. Curation is a much better word. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you. Uh, both across the spectrum of wine varieties and also across the depth of different values. So yes. you can have, you know, your entry-level glass of wine. I'm not sure what the price of that would be, mm. but if you want to splurge a little more and have something a bit more special, it's all under the same, uh, same hand-picked label. I look. I really recommend it because uh, I think it's a really, really cool, um, cool location. Um, it's a good-looking, comfortable place. Mm-hmm. The people within it that work there are, are really nice. Yep. Because you get an idea that when you're dealing with people for a progressive, because of course, yes. you know, you interact and go, yeah, "I'm going to yeah. be doing this, and you're mm-hmm. going to be doing that." No, no, no. Sundays and Tuesdays, mm-hmm. one dollar oysters. Oh, hello. Just saying. Hello. Just saying. Do you like oysters? I do. And you know what the of course go- you do. You know what the going rate is for an oyster around Melbourne around about now? More than $1. Five bucks. Yeah. Do you remember there used to be a day where, a time, yeah. where you just order a dozen oysters? Yeah. <laughs> not, not without contacting your bank manager anymore. <laughs> a dozen oysters now? <laughs> My God. Uh, yeah, you are, of course, listening to 3 FM. I think that's about... All I really wanted to say about the world and everything. Oh, we have, have we said what else is on the show? Uh, we've got no, An- we haven't Anthea actually, Lucas, of course, from the Melbourne What a great idea, Festival. rather than just what I've been doing. <laughs> That's probably a great idea, Matt. God, good producer, I'll tell you what. Uh, okay, let's, uh, let's do it very, very quickly. Um, coming up after uh, probably some sponsorship announcements, yes. Anthea Buka-Lucas, uh, CEO... Uh, of the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, yes, will update us as to what's in store for a food and wine festival that's got legs and it's, it's doing actually it. got people coming here from overseas and events you can go to and all the things that we've missed for the last couple of years. They've ripped open the double doors <laughs> and gone into the world to say we are here, and they've got Nigella. So uh, watch out for that. We're going to have a chat about that. Then uh, we're going to be talking about the development of a biodegradable cling wrap, uh, pallet wrap, and well, and working out on the silage wrap. Uh, we're going to be call- talking to a guy called Geordie, who um, a great Australian wrap. Um, we're going to be talking to him. This is exciting, and I'll tell yes. you. I'll tell you why. So, uh, a lot of the pollution that goes into oceans and never breaks down are microplastics and small plastics, and of course, there's probably a thousand products that contribute to that. But one of them. 
is cling wrap. It and certainly is. And the amount of cling wrap that gets used in hospitality is insane. It's a lot. And um, my, I take no credit for this. My good lady wife a couple of years ago became aware of this and we attempted to banish cling wrap from our lives and we were reasonably successful. Yeah. Replaced it with plastic containers and reusables and whatnot. So many containers. And then... Uh, did, did, did the lids get lost from the... That's the problem with containers. Yeah, you have different size. So you stack them and you can't find the lid. No, 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 no. Yeah. But um, probably under a year ago, we found this product, which is called Great Wrap. And it is mm. uh, Australian developed by Geordie and his partner. And it's, uh, I think I'm right in saying it's fully biodegradable, fully compostable. It's made out of um, potatoes, I think. I guess we'll learn more. Um, yeah, we, we, uh, we shall. Yes, Geordie and his uh, business partner, Julia Kay. Um, an architect and a winemaker. So anyway, we're going to have a chat to them because I think it's a... It's such an easy swap out. It's a a valid proposition. It really is. And, um, you know, there's a a great thing about... I was talking to Yoast about this Mm -hmm. yesterday and we were talking about the fact that not many of us are really realise it because we're in it, Mm -hmm. in that we are really, really part of a revolution in how far we have come. Yes, Uptake of electric cars, uh, uptake of solar power, reduction of fossil fuel. I mean, mm-hmm. it is it is happening. There even, are some even big there occurring. Are, there are some big roadblocks in our way. Yes, and some of, of them of vested interests. Some of them work in Canberra, but yes. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, we don't have to um, uh, state the obvious, and mm. I don't have to go into one of my polemics because I'll get that look from you. Yes, leave so the soapbox I, over there, Cameron. I'm not getting on it. See, <laughs> see how I restrain. I didn't do it, did I? No, it didn't. It's twelve thirteen. We're uh, who time. else we got on the show? Uh, Super oh, Chef. Oh, and Shannon Martinez, one of the great chefs of Melbourne, who uh, has just been awarded um, a uh, maybe the the last um, hat to be awarded by Jemima Comey. Oh, Comey. really? Because uh, we spoke to her uh, last week mm-hmm. and. And she uh, announced her retirement on here. Moving on. Moving on, moving on. So we're going to ask her, how's the hat fitting? How does it feel? Yes. <laughs> how, was, how was the what fit? Is it, how, was what, it? what does it look like? It's made out of. Yeah, what's it made out of? Is it polyester? Yeah. Well, they've got natural fibres. We have that. <laughs> Tw- oh, 12.14. We need to move it, don't we? Long intro with you, Matt. Mm, sorry. It's your fault. Let's uh, have a chat to Anthea after this. Right. Triple R. Triple R is the station you're on. Thank you. Mm. It's nice to have you along. And uh, it is so lovely to have on the blower, Anthony Lucas, CEO of the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. Oh, sorry, Anthea Booker-Lewis. I should get that right, shouldn't I? Sorry about that, Anthea. Hello. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Oh, no, not good morning. Good afternoon. Good How afternoon. Yeah, we don't want trust to miss out here. <laughs> Say hello to him. Um, hey, trusty. Hey, trusty boy. Um, <laughs> wow. I just, we, Matt and I were sort of talking just before, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival has been in this darkened room. Um, with the curtains drawn, and I see you all frantic have been frantically working on spreadsheets that every i don 't know it 's like this Sisyphean hell where every ten minutes you have to change the parameters of the spreadsheets and that might sound like a cheap sort of gag, but it 's kind of kind of true isn 't it 
Oh, yes. If I never hear the phrase scenario planning ever again, I'll be very happy. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) I've so felt for you guys over the last difficult years. We've all had a a tough time. But, um, you know, just talking to you guys and saying, oh, my God, no, the government Mm -hmm. just did this. So, okay, we've got to try and do this, but, you know, expand here, da-da-da-da. It's been tough. And finally, the French doors have been flung open <laughs> and, and, and the sunlight has come in because Food and Wine Festival is on in March. Oh, it's on. And I feel like the timing is perfect, um, Cam. I'm not sure how you guys feel, but I feel I like feel, Melbourne is ready. Yep, I feel ready. Australia is ready. Yep. Um, yeah, we're thrilled. We're thrilled to have announced an incredible program. The team's done an amazing job. Uh, we're flying in 11 chefs from um, overseas. International, and we've got another 10 Australian, exceptional Australian talents joining us in Melbourne for a supersized uh, chef series program. Superstarred, wow. Yes, headlined by none other than the fabulous, the one and only uh, Nigella Lawson. The redoubtable, um, yeah, <laughs> Nigella, my yeah. God, that, now mm. that's a bit of a coop. Yes, we're very excited. She's, she's very excited. She loves Melbourne, so... Um, what a, you know, well, she's had a bit of a bit of time here, hasn't she? Yeah, with uh, she doing has. Uh, various visits, and then of course reality shows that she's yeah. uh, been a part of. And uh, so, uh, what's she going to do? And will mere mortals yeah. be able to actually bathe themselves in her magnificence? Absolutely. Well, she will be um, attending our opening night party, which will be fabulous. But she will. Um, the event that we have released, there may be some others to come, um, okay. is a Sunday lunch with Nigella at Zinc. So she's um, designing a menu, um, a very Nigella-esque menu of three courses, beautiful Sunday lunch at Zinc at Fed Square. Mm-hmm. And then she'll be doing a Q&A with her very good friend, our very good friend, Matt Preston. So we'll get to hear from her. And, yeah, she can share her wonderful food journey. I mean, stars do not shine much brighter than Nigella in our world, so we're very excited. Oh, that's good. Matt, did you write that Mm. down? I I did. I'm writing it down. (laughs) Stars do not shine much brighter. (laughs) Anthony, I love that. That is is, is sell the sizzle. I'm digging that. How many people does um, zinc hold? Close to 450. Okay. There's a a chance. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. I might just uh, make a preliminary statement that uh, the tickets will be back on sale. Yes. Monday yes. So at 10 a.m. Prepare for the, so, yes. the avalanche. Yes. It, it turns out that, yes, people were indeed very excited to buy tickets to the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival. We suffered some technical issues on uh, Thursday. Yeah. But we have resolved those, so um, there's still many, many tickets available to the festival, um, and and of course the two other incredible events that you know we hope we'll be seeing you at um, feature some of the best Melbourne talent, or if arguably the biggest star in our food scene, Mr. Ben Shuri, who's headlining our world's longest lunch, our signature event. I know so, that. that I know. Actually, that is... And he's just doing, yeah. that, he's doing that... Well, not, not, not solo. Like, he's not actually going to make each, you know, plate for you. Um, yeah. But it's he's it's just a uh, solo gig. So he gets solo billing. There yeah. You know, that's, that's... yeah. At- yes. Attica in the Gardens for 2,000 people. Which Pretty gardens? Wild. Which gardens? Treasury Garden. Oh. Mm. 
that's a beautiful place to have so, the Monash Lounge. Yeah. yeah, it's stunning. And people can wander up into the city to kick on afterwards, which is great. Yes. Um, and that's on Friday. That's on the 25th of March. And then that... We follow that up with a our new one of our newer events called the um, Dan Murphy's World's Longest Brunch, um, and this year we're um, we have a Middle Eastern theme featuring Shane Delia from Maha, beautiful Joe Abood from Rumi, and Kirsty Chepius from um, Babajan. Ah, oh, that's so that'll a, be a good one. That's a good grouping. Yeah, they're all awesome people, aren't they? They are, they are, and, you know, we really love the idea of celebrating the wonderful Middle Eastern food culture that we have in Melbourne. Yes. And, um, again, brunch in the Treasury Gardens would be, a, you know, a bit of, beautiful way to spend a Saturday morning. Absolutely. I did, um, mm. I was lucky enough to do one of the last ones you had, which I can't remember yeah. back in time because my whole notion of time has been screwed up yeah. with uh, with COVID. Uh, but that was at the exhibition yeah. buildings and that was... Yeah. The, oh my god! It just the, that place just looks so good. Yes, beautiful building. I remember seeing you there, Cam. Yeah, we had. Um, yeah. We're in the RAB because um, yeah, we we had a bit of a weather scare, so we moved the event to the RAB, which was beautiful. Yes, and um, mm. and, and no doubt you'll have contingencies, uh, contingent mm. plans, yes. uh, in case other things Absolutely. go. I noticed that. Uh, uh, well, tell us. Look, here you go. Free shot. Uh, actually, oh. before you do free mm-hmm. shot. How many years now has Food and Wine Festival been going? So we're celebrating our 30th anniversary this year. It is the 30th. Is, I thought it yeah, had a zero. Yeah, which is pretty, which is very, Jesus, um, yeah, something to celebrate, absolutely. I don't know. It kind of makes me feel old. Because <laughs> I remember the very first one. Remember that, Matt? You were around for that, um, weren't you? I was a little, little early for really? me. I think I was still in high school. Oh, we. Well, ah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Yes. Sorry, Cam. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Uh, I was too young, Cam, yeah. for that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I do remember it, and I re. And maybe it's just a, a, a quick reflection in the fact that from such a little acorn, this little kernel. Um, something so magnificent and something that so represents this town, this great, well, the glorious Prague of the South, as I love to call Melbourne, um, <laughs> and how it represents our, our uh, diversity and our incredible food and wine culture. And and you've been a part of developing that too. It must be so wonderful to see how far we've come. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we feel great responsibility with inherited an incredible um, incredible product institution and, you know, we, we, institution absolutely we love mm. working with um, the local hospitality scene to shine a light on them there's more than 200 businesses involved in this year's event so it's um, a real opportunity to tell their stories and for them to come together and celebrate together and then for us to tell the whole Melbourne food and wine story to Australia and indeed the world. Yeah, and um, yeah. all right, sorry, back to that free kick, mm. which I, I blew my oh. whistle on and denied you. I'm so sorry about that, Anthea. Um, tell us about some of the other things that, well, you personally are looking forward to. Oh, there's so much, Cam, but I guess the other... I know, your favourite child and all that. Oh, exactly, but look, we're really excited to be um, running a heap of fun parties and, and free um, activities at the Queen Victoria Market. So that will be our hub mm-hmm. um, for the three weekends of the festival, running from the 25th of March through to April the 9th. 
So lots of you know, family-friendly parties um, such as the Big Spaghetti, which is a big pasta party, uh, Snack Town, which brings together all the great snacks of Melbourne um, under one roof. And um, we're doing a, a plant-based eating party with Wonderlust called Welcome to the Jungle, which will be super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, headlined by another incredible Melbourne tenant, Shannon Martinez. Yes. And the one that's creating a lot of buzz as well is um, called Maximum Chips, which for 35 oh, bucks. Yeah, what's that all about? I yeah, saw that. That looks interesting. Yeah, $35, um, a drink on arrival, and yeah. as many hot chips as you can eat. Wow, physical challenge. Yes, physical challenge. Bottomless yeah. chips. Bottomless chips. DJ Minx will be on the decks, yeah. on the decks, and it'll be party. It'll be a fun Friday night drinking party at the Queen Vic. So it'll be, be a night of tunes, great, mm. uh, great drinks, and carbo loading to the max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be fun. Okay, uh, and the idea of that mm-hmm. is that it's a, it's a celebration of um, hot oil and the potato, or just the <laughs> yeah. potato, or well, you know, we grow some pretty great potatoes in Victoria. Oh yeah. So um, I guess it's just look. One of the one of the ambitions of the, this team is we really wanted to um, make the festival more inclusive. So there's something for everyone. So you can go to Cutler and Co and see incredible London talent Isaac McHale, or you can go to the Queen Vic Market and that, to the, the Big Spaghetti, mm. which is a free event, and buy a couple of bowls of pasta and and be part of the festival. Uh, so I li- yeah, I like the fact that you're using yeah Queen Victoria Market as uh, mm. as a hub around there. And uh, yeah. what is it going to be a specific area around the Queen Victoria Market yeah, that is the so, hub? Whereabouts? Yeah, we're taking um, we're taking over one of the sheds. I think it's Shed E. We have moved a couple of sheds. Um, yes. So we're taking over one whole shed that'll be the Melbourne Food and Wine Festival, and um, we'll be doing cooking dams and chats on the um, on the Queen Street. Um, part of the market as well. We're setting up a stage there, so you can come along and mm. have a listen, have a look. Um, I think I might be doing all... some of those. <coughs> I think you are doing I think some I of those. Am. So yeah, that, uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. that. That sounds great. Well, yeah, that's and, and and it's weird. That's something that I haven't been able to do for um, a couple of years now. Um, yeah. Oh, other than the truffle festival, which was great for. Uh, right. it, but it'll be wonderful to do it. How do people find out about uh, the program, and so they can get the uh, the sharpie pen and start circling yeah, and yeah. highlight a pen yeah. and go? I want to go to this. Uh, they can hop onto melbournefoodandwine.com.au and yep. have a browse. And like you mentioned, can we we go back on sale tomorrow at ten o'clock in the morning? Gotcha. Um, there will be some. Uh, I would suggest do your homework tonight, folks. Mm. Um, those that are really keen to uh, to get some, to some of the uh, the bigger signature events, like. Uh, Oh, you're going to be fast on that mouse press. I reckon ten o'clock yeah. to get Nigella happening. But good luck. Uh, yes, and there's some great um, sh- um, chef series events still uh, that have still have tickets available. So mm-hmm. some amazing talent, both like I said, both national and and international. Paul McCar- poor beautiful Paul McCarmichael McCar- is joining us. Lennox Hasty, Matt Moran. Yes. Um, and then some of our international talent like Amico Davies, Eric Wareheim, um, Sky Gingell, Fisher Dunlop, lots of incredible wow. talent coming to Melbourne. End of March. 
Congratulations. <laughs> Thank um, you. Look, look forward to uh, having a drink with you at some of these events. Likewise. Uh, Thank you. Folks out there, um, this, is, um, this is a festival that reflects so well on this town and uh, the ethos and ideas behind this town. And Monday, it's all going to happen. Anthea. Have Thank a you. marvelous Sunday. Um, Thank get, you. get your rest happening because you're going to need Thank it, you. aren't you? <laughs> I will. I will. We all will. All right. Um, thanks. Thanks for the interest. Oh, always. Thanks for having a chat with us, Anthea, and say hi <laughs> all to right. all the crew. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. Anthea Lucas from uh, Food and Wine Festival mm. coming out. As I said, the French doors have been <laughs> burst aside. I'm going to go to Snack Town just. Because it sounds awesome. Snack Town! Snack Town! What's that one about? I don't know. It's lots of snacks in one place. The Great Snacks of Melbourne. The Great Snacks of Melbourne, where they all come. Triple R. Hi, I'm Gordon Ramsay. Welcome to 3 Triple R. I'm with Cameron, and please listen to Eat It, otherwise, you are going to be in big trouble. Yeah, Sting from many, many years ago. That was, uh, that was before he sort of turned into a TV chef, believe it or not. I think it was. That yeah. was before he got very famous. And he was really nice and polite, you know. Uh, Behind that uh, character, I think, does reside a... A decent, human being. A decent person. <laughs> and on that philosophical note... Geordie Kay and uh, Julia Kay, uh, an architect and a winemaker, walk into a bar... And someone said, what is this, some kind of a joke? <laughs> We've got Geordie Kay on the, uh, on the line today. Geordie, are you there? Yeah, how you going? So, this is, you know, it seems like the, the set-up line to, uh, to a little bit of a, a joke, but uh, something very beautiful came out of this meeting over... Did you really drink pina coladas? That's just... Yeah. That's embellishment, <laughs> isn't it? Come on. <laughs> I think there's actually a photo of the pina coladas. Really? Um, yeah, the Marquee Lawn rooftop. Oh wow! <laughs> okay, it's still look. It's a really, really valid drink, isn't it? I mean, yeah, it's pine- great. pineapple juice and coconut and rum. I mean, hey, what, I'm there. Really? I know, right? I just want to live in a climate where you can do that every day. Like, um, oh, it's unfortunate about the you know the weather sometimes in Melbourne. Well, you should have been here during summertime when I was doing my beach shack shows. We uh, yeah. we created a space that would have been been just like that but uh in all seriousness um what you did create was uh something that uh, let's face it the world really really needed and or needs and uh it's funny that the genesis of that would have come from uh um a few boozy things at the uh the marquee of law on the rooftop tell us <laughs> a little bit about your or give us a great rap for great rap yeah of course um I mean, I don't even really know where to begin. I, I think so. Julia is an architect, and I'm yeah, a winemaker. And um, I guess we were sort of always obsessed with kind of material science. So Julia was trying to design low carbon embodied buildings. I was farming yes. using organic and regenerative farming techniques. And um, I think you know, always through the lens of trying to focus on improvements to make the soil better or a building. Mm better and then world at some point better. yeah, yeah. the world and yeah. at some point we were like, well, <laughs> and we sort of went 
well, what's the point of doing this if, if the world's kind of just burning burning down around us? Yeah. Um, so, right. we so, yeah. so this is about 2019, right? Okay, so we got the, a couple of years ago, perhaps? Yeah. You're seeing yeah, pictures of French-fried koalas, and I, and I try to make a joke out of that because I remember seeing a picture of that which just made me weep. Like, like I really I lost my lost my... You know what I want to say, folks out composure. there. Thank composure. Um, and there's so much crap around us that you, we go into that. What can one person do and why the hell do we even bother? But you persisted, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, look, there's been a lot of points where we thought, what are we doing here? Because, mm. you know, we're not, we're not polymer scientists or um, chemical mm. engineers. Um, but we do work with the Food Innovation Lab at, at Monash, and so I did score a free oh. um, chemical engineering jacket that I, I love to wear around. I actually never finished high school, but um, <laughs> it's always fun T- to don tell, that one. Tell us about the lab coat. Sorry, which lab coat did you steal? I mean, score? I mean, borrow? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's one of those um, like kind of like Gore-Tex-looking, you know, if you were sailing, you'd sort of wear it or oh, something like wow. that. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's quite nice. Well, I mean, I don't say it either, but if I did start sailing... Yeah, As- uh, hey, aspirational, would. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was sort of... We started working with them because I had a friend that mm-hmm. worked there, and I said, you know, we want to do this thing. And I, I do love sort of reading science publications and, you know, a lot of free resources on the internet. Um, some of it's not true, and a lot of it is true and, uh, and really thank interesting. Thank you for acknowledging that. Yes, good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, we found this one company that um, I guess was a startup um, from Idaho that managed to turn uh, potato waste into a thermoplastic starch um, that we then did hundreds of hopeless trials to try and make something that resembled cling film. Yeah. Um, until we could. And so we. How long did we... that take? You've just done that whole process, which is blood, sweat. Um, yeah. burnt hands and tears. Um, <laughs> so when was the... So this isn't a polymer. Is it a polymer breakthrough? Because you're out of that polymer loop and you've moved on to other things? I mean, how, well, yeah. how, did, how did it all happen? Take us through it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we sort of... Um, the way Because we didn't have an extrusion line. So... What we would do, and it's now it's sort of COVID. So we made a prototype um, with a company in China um, that had this extrusion line, and and we sent stock there. And then, what's an extrusion um, line? Just for those of us that um, aren't in that loop, it's something to just melt the polymers. Thank you. um, You know, turn it into a film. Yes. And so um, we didn't have one of those because they're very expensive. And found someone (laughs) who we can't get a Bunnings for one of those. (laughs) Okay, right, yeah. And and so we we sent stuff there and then made a product and we kind of did a small launch, but at this time sort of COVID's kicked in and then... um, But it went went well, Hmm. um, but we knew we wanted to make it ourselves. So we set up um, a factory down here on the Mornington Peninsula. Um, My mate has a shade sale business and he rents... um, what was an old um, Sara Lee apple pie factory and had this kind of space out the back what? that had all furniture. Did, did say and... that again. I've never heard those words uttered before. An old Sara Lee pie factory. Yeah. Just like happened a... to have one of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've got one of those. We've got an old Sara Lee pie factory over here. Yeah. Oh, that sounds great, Bruce. Yeah. Can we have that? Wow. Yeah. 
Okay. But it was the person who was in the back shed that we have. Yeah. Um, he was. It was a racing car, like a hobby racing car driver. So he had all these old cars and furniture. And so I got on the forklift oh. and was sort of t- towing Julia out, and we converted it into a, a factory. We'd never set up a factory in our lives. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we bought our own extrusion line. Yes. Um, a very rudimentary, simple one, and essentially we're able to keep making a product using this um, potato waste polymer, and we sort of developed a process and a, a formula to make it into a cling film. Mm. Um, but then, we, you know, we also knew that um, we wanted to make the polymer ourselves, so we wanted to sort of um, set up a, a facility to um, process the potato waste. So that's when we kept working with Monash. Now we work with three other biotech contractors in Australia and Oh, in great. I thought, and, I thought you were going to say we knew. Here's the old kettle potato <laughs> chip factory that we have in Tullamarine. <laughs> we can just re- reimagine that. But So it is in Tullamarine, isn't it? Is it yeah, Tull- so is... that was the first one, first factory was in Tyab, and then um, I guess things went really well. We call it our pilot factory because it's quite small. Yes. But then um, in Tullamarine, yeah, we've taken over the... Um, or taking over the old Willow factory, so all your favourite blue and white eskies. Um, and we're setting up a, yeah, wow. a fully-fledged manufacturing line with a biorefinery to process um, potato waste. Taking um, over the out. old Willow factory, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting thing. If we have a beer together, I'll tell you an interesting story about that. Um, but so, so the reality is that you are now producing... Um, a biodegradable cling wrap, um, and not only that, but also a pallet wrap, which um, is like cling wrap, but on a, a bigger thing. And and you'll be surprised, maybe not so surprised, if you if you know him. Uh, I said to uh, to Matt, my producer, oh, yeah, we're going to do a story on cray wrap, and he goes, oh yeah, we've been using that for about a year. So. <laughs> Matt, over to you, mate. Oh, it's awesome. As I was saying uh, just before, it's such an easy swap out. Uh, mm. if, if you just yeah. want to try and do something better for the environment, you can ditch your whatever you normally buy as cling wrap and buy this product instead, which is – I think it's also compostable, Geordie. I think I'm right. Correct. Yeah, that's hey. exactly right. Mm. Yep. So we can um, break down in an ambient home compost in 90 days. Wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I mean, and it's sort of like for me, it just seems like a great because composting, even at large scale, like organic recycling, it's quite cheap and mm. an easy way to potentially recycle plastics and then add value down the line. So yeah, it's, it's fascinating stuff, and um, hopefully more of it will come about in in Australia. Has uh, yeah, I guess that begs the question, uh, and we've probably only got a couple of minutes to chat because we are going to talk to Shannon Martin soon. Um, but uh, um, how many people are using it, and um, how can, how much can you scale up for increasing demand? Yeah, so we're, we're super limited from our um, uh, tire factory, but yes. the Tullamarine facility is is the old Willow factory is where we are scaling up. So we'll be Manufacturing about fifteen thousand tons per year once it's fully commissioned. Um, <laughs> fifteen thousand tons. That's yeah, a, that's a gonna, lot of potatoes. We'll be the largest um, stretch wrap manufacturer in Australia. It is a lot of potatoes. We've got our potato waste supplier, so it's a, um, ah, yeah, it's a so, frozen chip manufacturer where we take all the the sludge and the skins and process that. 
even better. There you go. You preempted my uh, uh question, which I didn't have to pull out, which I'm very, very glad I didn't. Um, it's interesting that um, uh, I see that the McConnell group, Andrew McConnell, has already embraced that uh, and is taking it on. You, uh, you have many other restaurants that are doing that, and if there are uh, other restaurants out there that would be interested in purchasing your app, how would they do it? We just go through our website at the moment. Um, yeah, so we sort of haven't gone through the distribution process or any of that just because we've been quite limited. But we are scaling up and we will offer a sort of catering wrap for hospitality at a much larger scale in the next few months. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're really excited about that, but also because we can compete on price with um, petroleum-based plastic for restaurants. So it's not like they have to make, oh. you know, a huge financial sacrifice or anything really? like that. We can just, as you know, Matt said, you can just swap it out. <laughs> yeah, because that's, uh, that's usually the difficult thing that people have to do. Do I want to be righteous and poor? Um, or, you know, <laughs> or can I, can I just do this and transition without it hurting me too much? And it sounds like uh, the latter is true. That's exactly right. That's it. <laughs> wow. Geordie, look, congratulations on the product. It is called Great Wrap. If you want to look it up, just put in Great Wrap and Google. I mean, come on, you know how to do this, buddy, folks. I mean, oh, you, wait a minute. you want me to drag you there and put your nose in front of it? Um, I, a huge, as I said, yeah, huge kudos to uh, what you were doing. It's, uh, it's funny. We, little by little, we go a long way, and you've just, uh, you've just proved that. I look forward to meeting you one day soon and uh, more strength to your arm in what you are both doing and, uh, and also those polymer jockeys. Yeah. <laughs> keep, keep the clipboards close. That's exactly right. Yeah. No, thank you so much. It was lovely chatting. Pleasure. Wow. Geordie Kay and Julia Kay, an architect and a winemaker, walk into a bar and look what happened. Yeah. Uh, 12.48. Ooh. Look, I haven't got much time for Shannon, but no. that's all right. She's trying to have a day off anyway, so she's probably happier just, just going around the house. Well, let's but check in with her maybe after these. What do you reckon? We're going to do it. Triple R. Shannon Martin is. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Oh, look, really good. We've just been um, having fun talking about this biodegradable cling wrap. Have you, have you gotten onto oh, that yeah. yet? Yeah, we use that at the restaurant in the deli. <laughs> there you go. Right. See? See? LMIs. Like-minded individuals. Mm-hmm. It's good. Anyway, we just had a chat with him. How are you? I'm good. I'm bloody tired, i tell you what. Yeah, and um, you're having a day off. A hectic... Yeah, I've got a day off finally. It's been a hectic two months. Yeah, you've been really, really busy. I mean, opening <laughs> up the new place, uh, first of all, Tell us a story and paint us a picture and uh, of of the new place and what it's like because I'm dying to come and see it. Oh, yeah, she's a bit of a beast. Um, a beast? Well, Lisa's were up at both the old Smith & Daughters and Smith & Deli and they actually happened to come up at the same time. Mm. So that was the deciding factor in the move, really. Um, I, you know, we'd sort of gotten to the peak of what we could do with the old buildings. You know, yep. so the deli was quite small. Yes. We'd have customers forever, you know, telling us, you know, can we get seating in here? But, like, the place was barely big enough to have 10 people standing in the front. So there was just no way for us to do that. Yeah, forget about it. Yeah, we wanted to do it, but it just wasn't possible. So, um, 
I started during lockdown, we sort of started um, looking out for some dream spots. And then uh, the place that we now have uh, sort of fell into our hands mm. and decided, you know what, like, let's just, let's just go for it and make the move. And I know it seems crazy to do such a huge thing at a time where everything was a bit of a disaster for hospitality. There was so much uncertainty around and you're, you're doing that and you're doing a great change in a moment of uncertainty, if I can paraphrase. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's true. It's true. And you know, it was a quiet time for us all. So in a way it was kind of a good time to shut it all down and restart in a new spot. So we yeah. just took the opportunity, ran with it, so now we've got 500 square metres. Um, and it's. Uh, I think maybe initially there was a bit of confusion to the, the way it was all set up, but mm. it is all under one roof, but it's three separate spaces. So you've got um, a deli, the deli, which mm. is now two times larger, you know, so it's double the size of what it was before. Then we have a production kitchen in the middle where all our pastries and the food all gets made. Wow. And then on the other side of that, in the red brick building, which used to be an old fire station, is mm. the new Smith & Daughters. So we've got it all together, the whole family's together finally. It's nice. It feels like Christmas time when everyone comes back to the um, to the nest. Um, and, you know, it's, it's cool. And, and we've given her a grow-up and we have all the nice things in there that I've always wanted to have. Uh, and she's, she's where I want it to be. And you've got just got vindication as well and, uh, you know, uh, vindication from a third party in that... We were speaking to Jemima Cody, and she actually announced that she was retiring on the show, which was uh, was a bit of a scoop. And I think uh, one of the last hats uh, that in her long career of handing out hats and doing reviewing, uh, she has given to you because uh, she came on opening night. It must be uh, must be said, uh, <laughs> yes, which is yeah, the good on you moment. Um, yeah. But fifteen out of twenty, wow. I know, I know. Like, Smith and Daughters is nearly nine. Well, uh, she's eight and a half, I guess. Um, and it's been a long time coming. I've been cooking since 2000 and, well, vegan food since 2006 and cooking in kitchen since 96. Yeah. So I'm giving away my age there a little bit. But it just felt really nice and more than anything for my staff to finally have the, I guess, Recognition. It's not the word. Recognition. That, you know, they've all been working so yeah, they've been working so hard to yeah. get it. <clears throat> so all the changes that we've made have finally paid off, I guess, and and it's made us all really happy. And after such a shitty two years, it was a mm. really amazing way to start our new. Everybody our new else journey. got a little bit of sugar. Just a little. <laughs> a little bit of sugar for everybody. Well, look, uh, congratulations! What a great way to. Um, actually start. And I do think that's interesting because uh, uh, just, yes, you were one of the, the last people to be reviewed by Jemima, whose uh, who's, uh, shadow has loomed so large on this industry for uh, for so long. And, uh, yeah, that's and right. Us, so how's, uh, uh, how's the hat fitting, anyway? <laughs> uh, what, pretty damn well, I tell and you what, what. And what does it look like? Where Matt and I try to work it out. What, what's that, how that hat look like to you? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. My hat definitely has a nice black veil, that's for sure. Nice. Any <laughs> No bells or anything like that on it? Maybe a bunch of roses, I think. Yeah, no, I think you wouldn't want bells because I think you like to sneak around and just uh, oh, yeah, you know, catch people <laughs> unawares. Self mode. Yeah, that's it. So, um, look, we won't keep you for too long because also the hour is uh, rapidly diminishing on us. Um, 
you said you you've been working like a like a maniac, so I guess you haven't had a chance to to really cook yourself. There's here's a question though. Right. When you're not cooking this for yourself, that you know that means that you're just existing within the restaurant framework, and it gets hard to feed yourself in that restaurant framework because I have found in my experience when you're cooking. Food ceases to be food. It's just something that you're just preparing, you know? It's just... But I'm wondering, what is Shannon Martinez's favourite Scooby snack? Oh, oh. Gee, um, like, well, while you're you know working, is there stuff that you're just able to go... Oh, while I'm working? Right now, we make this amazing focaccia that goes onto one of the dishes at work, and so... I get that and I fry it in olive oil and then I mush up a bunch of tomatoes and just scoop it up. Well, you... That's what I do at work. Because, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not that food just becomes food. Like, I still love cooking it and on my day, like, I'm about to start cooking now once I'm off the phone to you. Yes. Uh, but it's, I get sick of, you know, you serve it day in, day out. Yes. Uh, and I actually get sick of the same things. That's, I guess, more, more than being sick of food, I guess. Um, so when I get home really late at night, I get shin ramen noodles. And then I look in my fridge, which is generally a bit of a disaster by the end of the week. Um, And I throw in anything that looks half alive. Yep. uh, And I sit down on my couch and generally watch uh, 90 Day Fiancé or RuPaul's Drag Race and eat a big (laughs) bowl of noodles and then wake up on the couch at 4 a.m. and take myself to bed and then do it all over again. Uh, And the (laughs) the dog has eaten all the rest of the noodles that you might not have eaten? Yeah, he eats whatever he wants to eat. Yeah. <laughs> and then he sleeps on the couch with me, and then we both go to bed at a stupid hour, and then repeat. Uh, rinse, repeat, eat, and yep. uh, and just keep going. Well, Yeah, that's it. Um, Shannon, listen, I'm, I'm sorry we didn't get to have a, a, a long chat, but I'll tell you what, there will come a time when we will have guests in the studio, and I want you to be one of the, the first cabs off the rank when we do that. I promise there'll be barmen here to, uh, or bar servers to make drinks for us. That'll be good. I'll try to come in not hungover next time. Well, that's, no, that's for fine. It, I, for it, she, I, it's, it's actually more interesting when people are hungover, I think. Would you agree with that, Matt? <laughs> Yes, including us. Yeah, including <laughs> us. Uh, although I did get a very stern talking to... It's a long time ago when I actually didn't get any sleep and I came straight from a club, but uh, uh, we Listen, won't... I'm going to say I have done that with you before. I'm not sure if you noticed, but um, I have done that once myself. So, yeah. hey, it's OK. That's hey. what happens when you um, interview Hospo people on a bloody Sunday morning. You know? Done. That's, yeah. That's why I love you and I love Hospo people. What is the address again for Smith & Daughters? Uh, the 107 Cambridge Street, Collingwood. Look One. at a giant, giant building with all the people around it. Wow. Okay, well, that sounds great. Thank you so much, Shannon. Can't wait to Thank see you, you soon. All right. See you later. See you later. All right. And in the uh, last 30 seconds, we uh, we throw over to Studio 3. Actually, we're throwing to Studio 1. Crystal's over there with Indigenuity coming up in your yeah, ear holes. Yes, so why would you... Uh, why would why, you be anywhere else? Yeah, why would you? You wouldn't be. You'd want to keep listening to what you want to do. And the return of JVG. Yes. <laughs> See you soon, folks. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website.